All right, folks. This is it. The, the day you've been waiting for all year. We figure out the 14 teams that will move on and fight for the Lombardi Trophy over the next several weeks. Today is the se regular season finale. Obviously, a lot to go over here in 60 minutes. Like I said, normally we would, we would always end with the Eagles, but the Eagles played last night. They played the Cowboys. It was ugly on if you watched it. But remember, the Eagles are in the playoffs. They have nothing really to worry about. And even and despite this this uh, this result, if circumstances help, they could still get a higher playoff seed regardless. And obviously, like I said, the Cowboys they did what they have to do to still be in the hunt for as as high as a two seed. There is still an outside chance these two teams could play again next week, but it's highly unlikely at this point depending on, on situations. Unless Dallas finishes third and Eagles finish sixth, then they would have to play each other again. But obviously, we'll see what what happens there. Kansas City played Broncos la last night. They won. They won that game. But they have to wait for for what the Titans result against the Texans to determine if they will, once again, the road to the Super Bowl goes through their house. Like you said, you wanted to say something about the Eagles game last night and their position. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, yeah, like you said, the Chiefs won. It wasn't a pretty win, but they won. Um, Eagles lost, so, um, you know, that was pretty much expected when we knew that the Eagles were going to rest all their starters. But basically, for just for today, just for anybody watching, um, looking at the potential playoff matchups, or teams that the Eagles might be playing next week in the in the playoffs. Um, the biggest game to pay attention to is the the Bucks game, Bucks against the um, the, the Panthers, because um, basically if the Bucks win, we're going to be the Eagles are going to be coming down here to my hometown in Tampa. It looks like because uh, when you break it down, right now the Bucks are the three seed. They're tied with the the Rams, who have the tiebreaker. Um, basically, if the Bucks win. And the Rams win, it'll stay that way. And at the same time, if the Rams win, the Rams are playing the 49ers. Um, there's a high probability. Well, actually, that's that's not quite a lock. That's one. If the if the Rams win and the Bucks win, um, then the key game becomes um, New Orleans because if New Orleans also beats Atlanta, then there's a three-way tie for the last two playoff spots at which point the Eagles, due to tiebreakers, would end up with the sixth seed. And in that scenario, then it would be the Bucks and the Eagles. If uh, if um, both Bucks and Rams win and the Saints lose, then it becomes the Saints versus the Eagles in the first round. And at the same time, if the Niners beat the, the Rams and the Bucks win, the Bucks move up to the number two seed, Eagles stay at the seventh seed, and Bucks-Eagles and then you get into the possibility of the Bucks and the Rams potentially losing, and that's where you get into the potential matchups of like the Cardinals and the Cowboys. But that's I think that's unlikely. I think the Bucks are going to win, and if that's the case, it's fairly likely that we're going to be watching uh, we're going to be watching the Eagles down here in Tampa next week. 
you already brought up the. You said the Saints and the Eagles would have to play each other in Wild Card Weekend. You, you get you made already made one mistake there. I <laughs> know. Uh, I was saying that the. I was saying that the. Uh, that the um, if the Saints and Eagles and Niners are all tied for the last two spots, then the Eagles have the tiebreaker because they have the better conference record. So they move up to the sixth seed, and then the Saints get the seventh seed. Yes. Yes. We are very aware of that, and. Like I said, a lot to look into, and that's where we'll start here today in the NFC because the AFC is a lot, a little more complicated. So, as Matt just mentioned about this, the playoff scenarios. So, the following games we will not look at are Washington and the Giants, Bears at the Vikings, Packers are the one seed, but they, but they clinched it. So that's a meaningless game in Detroit. And like I said that that's the NFC side here. So let's look at we're going to look at these matchups here. I mean, the first matchup we'll look at obviously is the four, the 49ers and the Seahawks. Like I said, this could very well be the final game of Russell Wilson's Seahawk career. Even though I heard today that there's a report that they're not putting him up for trade, but a trade could happen because he would want out there and it makes sense. It might be time to break it up anyway. So that's something to think about here in the next couple of weeks. But for the Cardinals, they have a chance to move up. They could be the they could be the they could be the fifth uh they could be the as high as the two seed or the or they stay where they're at the fifth seed with a Rams win. So interesting matchup, but then again they're playing at home where they have struggled this year and they're not the same team as they've been on the road. So can Arizona still have a chance at a home playoff game next week? Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, like you said, this is, this is it for Seattle. It could be the, the end of the line for Russell Wilson in Seattle. Um, and, uh, either way, the bottom line, uh, Arizona, they're, they're fighting for the division still. They still got a shot at the division. The Seahawks got nothing to play for. Um, I think Russell Wilson is pretty much going to be checked out of this game. He's looking forward to moving on. And um, I think this will be a should be an easy victory for the Cardinals. So I think the Cardinals are going to win. And I'm going to put the final score at 37-20. to 20. Well, like I said, this is a critical matchup for Arizona because if they win and the Rams loss, they will be in the they will be the the division champs. And they started the season seven and zero, and they look like a team that was going in in the right direction, potentially for home field advantage. But unfortunately, the second half hasn't been as kind. Injuries have obviously slowed them down with Kyler Murray as well. With you know DeAndre Hopkins, he's been out for a while. Like I said, a lot to put into a situation. But like I said, this could very well be the finale for Russell Wilson in Seattle. A great run. A Hall of Fame run. But like I said, things have not gone well for them. And this is a matchup. But like I said, why Seattle might be tuned out. Remember, they can still play spoiler. You know, they may send the Cardinals on the road anyway. So this is going to be a battle today. I think that if you really look at at scenarios and situations, this is going to be a battle. But I think the Cardinals want to get into the playoffs with momentum. 
And even though they, they don't play well at home, this is a game that they'll find a way to pull this off. I agree with you. I think that the, Car- the Cardinals will find a way. So Arizona is going to win, hope for the best, and the foul score will be a field goal game, could go to overtime, you never know, 27-24. to 24. All right, our next matchup is now the the one, like I said, critical matchup for the Saints here. Saints, it's simple. If the 49ers lose and they win, they're in. Seventh seed. But obviously if they lose, they're out. So, like I said, a big matchup here with the Falcons. These two teams met a while earlier in the year. It didn't go well for the for the Saints, but like I said, they normally do well in Atlanta. They've won their last, I think, their last four in at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we'll see what happens here today. But a critical matchup here. Falcons, you know, there's nothing for them to play for but pride. Matt Ryan could be his final game in Atlanta. You never know. But a critical matchup here for the Saints, who are trying to sneak in as a seventh seed. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, like you said, the Saints still have a shot at making the playoffs. Um, and it's actually a good shot at making the playoffs when you look at it because the, the Niners playing the, the Rams, you know, the Rams are obviously the favorite there. So New Orleans, all they got, they, they just need to focus on winning. And then um, if, if, if the Rams game works out in their favor, they're in. But, uh, yeah, when you look at this, these two teams, um, you're talking about uh, one team in New Orleans that is coming in hot. They've won three of their last four to get back into um, get back into the playoff race, and they got Taysom Hill going a quarterback. You know, he's not a great quarterback, never will be, but they find ways to win when he when he plays. He's six and two in his career as a starter, and uh, and a lot of it is on the defense, but a lot of it is also on Sean Payton and his ability to uh, get the most out of his players. Um, Atlanta. They don't have much to play for, let's face it. But one player that's going that has something to play for is Kyle Pitts. He needs 50 yards receiving to um, pass Mike Ditka as the um, all-time rookie leader in, re- in receiving yards at tight end. He's got uh, 1,018 right now, and Ditka, his record sits at 1049. So he's closing in. Look for the uh, look for the Falcons to try to get him the ball a lot. But in the end, that same defense is going to be too much for Atlanta to handle, and they'll get enough out of Hill to get the victory and at least keep their hopes alive. So the Saints with the victory and the final score, it's going to be, um, I'm going to say, 23-13. to 13. Yeah, like I said, this is going to be interesting because these two teams know each other very well. You know, like I said there's even rumors that if this, if uh, there's even rumors again, if the Sa- if the Saints don't make the playoffs, this could be the final game for Sean Payton. He could be traded to another team. It, that's been the rumor again the last few years. But like I said, it's it's cropping up again. For the Falcons this year, has you know hasn't gone the way they expected. Obviously, they would obviously want to be in the postseason, but they're not. Once again, fourth straight year they will miss the postseason, but. Give them a lot of credit to, to, to them because they weren't supposed to be good. 
they weren't supposed to be a team that were going to have seven or eight wins, but that's where they're sitting at right now. And like I said, Matt Ryan's had a decent year, and Kyle Pitts trying to break a 60-year-old NFL record that has been held by Mike Dicka, who obviously changed, who's obviously an innovator. People forgot that Mike Dicka is an innovator in this league because nobody, the tight end position changed when he took, when he came into the league, and he changed all that around. Most of us generation only remembers him as the Bears head coach and the controversial Saints head coach in the late 90s. But he was an innovator in back in the day when he was a player. So, like I said, a lot to put into, but I agree with you. The Saints are going to want this game. Obviously, they cannot afford to lose because if they lose, they're done. So, obviously, I expect the Saints to, to, to give it a fight and a battle. It's going to be a low-scoring game. Neither team's going to score a lot of points. So I'm going to go with the Saints, another close battle, field goal game, and the final score, 20-17. to 17. All right, the game of the week, as some people call it the game of the year, which I think is kind of bogus, but this is, this is the game of the week. One, one of two. One of two for me today. I don't know if you have two locks of the week, but I have two games of the week. But this is a critical one. This is a game that obviously Eagles fans will be watching the most. It will be it will be the big matchup on Fox. This is the Buck Aikman game. Obviously, a lot on the line for both teams. For the Rams, it's for these two teams. It's simple: a win helps them, a, a loss could hurt them. For the Rams, they win this game. They are the two seed. They're the AFC West champions, and obviously. That will help the Eagles in a that could help the Eagles in a significant way. For the 49ers, they need to win this game because if they win this game, they will make the playoffs and they will be the sixth seed no matter what. But if they lose and the Saints win, they're out. And a critical matchup looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get the start here today. There was rumors that he may not play because of an injury. He did not play last week, but he's reportedly going to be activated for this game today. But a very critical matchup for both teams. Oh yeah, by the way, 49ers have owned the Rams over the last several years in the McVay era. So, like I said, a very critical matchup for McVay to to get a to to end the 49ers their season of a potential threat in the postseason. So, critical matchup, game of the week. Number one for me. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, this is a uh, this is obviously one of the one of the few matchups where both teams playing have something to play for, and um, should be a good game. Like you said, the the Niners they have Garoppolo going at quarterback today, and they've owned the Rams in recent years. They've won five straight, and to keep their playoff hopes well. Not, not necessarily. They have to. They don't necessarily have to win. They could still get in the playoffs with a loss, but it becomes a lot more difficult. But either way, um, they, they definitely need to get the victory here. The Rams, on the other hand, they need the victory to win the division. Otherwise, it's it's no it's no luck that they're going to win the division yet, let alone have the number two seed. Um, and one player to keep an eye on here is Cooper Cup. He's looking to become the fourth player in NFL history to lead the NFL in all three categories of yards, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and receptions. And he's also 12 receptions and 136 yards shy of set of breaking the single season record in both. So he's having an all-time year, and 
he's looking to finish it off with in the with going into the record books. And in the end, I think he's going to come up big, and I think the Rams are going to come up big, and uh, they're they're going to um, um, finally come up with a victory against the Niners. And in this scenario, I just picked the Saints to win with the Niners losing. That's going to knock the Saints, or that's going to knock the Niners out of the playoffs and move the Saints into the seventh seed. So I'm picking the Rams here, and the final score is going to be 31-27. Like I said, this is a very critical game for for both teams. Lots on the line. Like I said, for the Rams, they have struggled against the 49ers over the last couple of years. They did lose to them on Monday night earlier this year, and it was not very close. It obviously started the struggles for Matt Stafford when it comes to interceptions. He has thrown a, a ton here lately. He's thrown four pick sixes. Like I said, it's going to be tough. You know, 49ers, their defense is tough. Jimmy Ward, those guys, Warner, all those guys, they're gonna they're gonna give they're gonna give a battle. It's gonna be a high scoring battle. There's a lot to really look into, a lot to, to come down to. But obviously for the Rams, if the Cardinals do win, they won't be the two seed and they'll be out and they could and they'll fall back to the fifth seed. Which I don't know if that's could be good for them. I think compared to the Cardinals, they need they need to be home because obviously the Super Bowl is at 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 uh Inglewood. I'm not playing no games about I'm not playing no games about what the, the the talks, even though COVID's going on and all that stuff, this Super Bowl is in LA. There's going to be a crowd. There will be a crowd. There will be a Super Bowl there. So, this is critical for the Rams if they want to do what the Bucks did last year and host the Super Bowl, and it would help their cause if they win because if they get the second seed, there's a technical, there's a technicality that they don't have to leave LA at all for the rest of the rest of the postseason. Like I said, for the 49ers, they're going to come with all all hands on deck because they know that they don't they don't control they do control their destiny. But if they lose and the Saints win, they're out. So they have to come out here and bust their ass today. And obviously, for Jimmy Garoppolo, this is going to be a very critical critical game. Can he actually win a game in the clutch? Obviously, when the 40, when he plays, the 49ers have a very good chance to to hang around and do what they got to do. But I agree with you. I think the Rams at home are going to be tough. They have played very well at home this year. They are tougher to do with there than they are on the road. And I just think that for the 49ers, they'll they'll do what they have to do, but I think it's going to come up short. This game could go to overtime and that obviously opens another Pandora's box. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go with the Rams as well. That obviously means that if all the scenarios we put together here, that means the 49ers are the bigger are the big losers here. So Rams win, take the NFC West and the two seed, and the final score 32 to 29. <laughs> so in this scenario, and and we have a unanimous pick on Buccaneers and Panthers. We're not going to do that game at all. Obviously, the Packers would be one, Rams would be two, Bucks would be three, Cowboys would be four. And the wild card teams would be the would be Cardinals, Eagles would move to six, and Saints would move to seven. That's what we predict. That's what the football power index is also predicting. So we'll see if if we're if our predictions come true. We'll see going forward here. So 
Now we're done with the NFC side. Now it's the AFC side's turn. And this one's a little bit more critical. Like I said, right now, nothing is clinched as far as positions and obviously playoff spots as well. Even though the Titans, the, the Chiefs, the Bengals, Bills, and Patriots have clinched playoff berths, they're not in the position that they will be in. That they may, most of them won't be in the position that they will be at the end of the day. And we'll preview all these games. The sixth seed is the Colts. If they win, that's where they'll be. No higher, no lower. But, unless they, unless the Patriots lose because they did beat them. But, for the seventh seed, that's a different story. And, like I said, the Chargers are in the seventh seed. But, they have to host... They host the Raiders, or they go to the Raiders. They go to Vegas to play the Raiders on Sunday Night Football, the final game of this regular season, with a shot at at the playoffs at stake. But if the Colts lose and scenarios happen, that game obviously becomes potentially for both of them to get in at, at the same time. There's another game of the week in this. I'm sure your lock of the week could be in this one as well, since you didn't do one for the NFC. But obviously... We will begin. We will begin with our unanimous choices, and the first one would be obviously the Titans over the Texans. We believe that they will beat the Titans. Will beat the Texans, even though they beat them earlier in the year. But that should give them the one seed. We have to. Yeah. Well, that's go ahead. Actually, my lock. Of the, yeah, that's actually my lock of the week here against the spread. Um, uh, I'm sitting at ten and seven. Um, this is a, the, the Titans are giving up ten and a half points. Derrick Henry's not playing, but it's not going to matter. The Titans are playing for that number one seed. They're playing for that first round bye. Houston's got nothing to play for. They're 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 just playing for draft position at this point. Um, Houston did have four interceptions against Tannehill in their last matchup, in which they won. But it's not going to happen again. Tennessee's going to come out. They're going to take it to Houston and. Uh, they're going to cover that spread easy. This is going to be a blowout. So Tennessee with the victory, final score, 48-10. Yeah, well, I'll give a score, uh, uh, 38-16. to, to, to 16. That's, that's going to be my score. There is a unanimous pick here for Buffalo over the Jets. That is definitely a unanimous pick since you already did your pick of the week. So that's definitely a unanimous pick. Like I said, we have, for some reason we are told to talk about the Colts and the Titans because the Titan, not Colts and the Titans, Colts and the Jaguars because Jacksonville has had the Colts number in their building over the last couple of years. So we're going to go quickly with into this matchup. Yeah, that one is uh, that you could you could you could just put that as a unanimous if you want to. It's uh, the, 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 the Jaguars have no shot here. Colts are going to run all over them. You know, it would be nice as an Eagles fan to, if, if somehow the the Jaguars play well and Wentz throws a couple picks and costs them the game and chokes and proves what a that he's a loser. But it's not going to happen. They they don't even have to throw the ball. They can they can just run the ball every play and they'll blow out the Jaguars. So Colts win easy. Final score is going to be forty one thirteen. Yeah, this is this is not going to be much of a contest. I mean, obviously the Colts have struggled in Jacksonville over the last few years, but there's nothing Jacksonville has left. They're they're probably the worst team in football 
statistically and what they've done here in the last few weeks. They're they're pretty pathetic. I mean, look what New England did to them last week. They put 50 on them easily. So, like I said, the Colts should win this game. Jonathan Taylor should rush. You know, he actually has an outside chance at 2,000, but it's going to be pretty unlikely. So, like I said, the Colts will win and the final score 44-13. to 13. All right, we're going to go to the to to our to a intriguing matchup here. Like, even though the Patriots are in the playoffs and the Dolphins have been eliminated, they're officially out. New England has struggled against the Dolphins in in near South Beach over the last several years. In fact, in the last eight games here at uh, a court near Coral Gables, the Dolphins have owned Belichick in six of those last eight games. So. Like I said, the Patriots are still fighting for a division. Technically, they're still fighting for home field advantage. They, unlike the Bills, actually have an outside chance to be home field advantage. But that's a long shot. They're basically fighting to stay in the fifth seed because if they lose this game and the Colts win, they'll be the sixth seed. So, a lot to look into here. So, like I said, Patriots want to go far in the postseason, but they don't want to be one and done. This is a critical matchup here today. Go ahead. Yeah. So yeah, like um, yeah, the, the Patriots could end up anywhere in, in the in the seeding. They could end up sec anywhere from second to seventh, and any spot in between. Um, so there was there was a few one team that could do that. A um, couple players that are looking to hit sort of milestones in their career. Both actually former Alabama players. Damian Harris is sitting at 892 yards rushing on the season. So he's looking to hit his first thousand yard rushing season. And uh the the we got we got Devontae Smith, but the other rookie out of Alabama, Jalen Waddle, he's looking to hit two milestones actually. He's sitting at nine hundred eighty eight yards receiving and ninety eight re- receptions. So he could hit a hundred receptions and a thousand yards this year today. And he really should. But in the end, Miami's got nothing to play for other than that. I mean, obviously they're they're rivals with uh, New England, and it would be nice to beat them. But you know, other than that, they don't have much to play for. In the on the other side, though, New England need, needs a victory if they want a shot at the, winning the division. So um, I'm, I'm, they're going to come out focused, and they're going to have a big game today. So I'm going with Miami, and the final score is going to be I'm going to say 27-17. You picked Miami? Or, no, did I say Miami? Sorry. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yo, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm about to say. Yeah, you did pick Miami over the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> no, nah, it's new, the Patriots. The Patriots are going to win. All right. All right, well, to this matchup, like I said, this is a critical matchup. And like I said, for the Patriots, like I said, there's not much to really look at and see see that, you know, they're in the playoffs no matter what. They can be as high as a two seed and as low as a seven seed. But this is going to be tough, you know, because Miami has played well. And they do play well against the Patriots historically, especially since since the Brady era ended. And Tua is actually undefeated. One of the rare people to actually be undefeated against Belichick. He's 2-0. They did beat me opening week. 
that was a close battle where the Dolphins win. And and like I said, the Patriots are going to be tough. But, you know, unlike you, even though you kind of teased Miami to win, but you're not, I'm actually going to pick the upset here today. I think that, you know, when it comes to, to, the, to the Dolphins, they're going to run the ball and they'll catch it. Like I said, Jalen Wild is looking for, you know, he's had a great rookie year that's gone unnoticed because of what Jamar Chase has done. Jamar Chase has been an un, an unworld has been an unworld world receiver for, for the Bengals this year. But Jalen Wallace had a great year and I think he'll have a big game today. Like I said, Mac Jones is going to play well but not well enough to win. I'm going to go with the Dolphins and that obviously mean that Patriots will fall out of the fifth seed. So that will give Bills the division title and the Dolphins win the foul score 24 to 19. Yeah, well, I mean, when you look at all these teams, all these games where it's a t- one team that's got something to play for and one that's, that doesn't, you know, it's bound, they're bound to have at least one where the, the, there's an upset. And um, Denver almost pulled it off yesterday, and this one could be that. This could be the one, but I, I I got too much faith in Belichick. Yeah, but does he have faith in himself? We'll see. <laughs> That's been his question since Brady left. But anyway, yeah. big matchup here. Like I said, this is my second game of the week. Now, I know you probably don't have a second lock of the week, but I have a second game of the week here. And this is a critical one. And what could be the finale for for – for Big Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger's had a great career, but obviously he's playing the playing the Bengals. I mean the Bengals. The the Ravens. Oh yeah, Bengals and Browns is a is a unanimous pick. We both picked the Bengals, so we're not gonna cut call we're not gonna discuss that game. Anyway, to this matchup here, the Steelers and the Ravens, critical matchup, important matchup for both teams. A win doesn't doesn't guarantee a postseason berth, but if the Colts win, and and circumstances happen in the Chargers Raiders game, the Steelers and the Ravens win. Whoever wins could find their way into the, to the seventh seed. But this big game may come out to be meaningless for both if if let's say the Colts and the Chargers win. So critical matchup here, my game of the week, second game of the week today. Big matchup at the 1 o'clock spot. So we're going to know quickly who stays alive. But this is a true eliminator because the loser is officially done. Season, pack your bags. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, yeah, both teams still technically have a shot at making the playoffs. But they need help. But, um, yeah, you said this is your second game of the week. You don't know if I have a second lock week. This actually, I actually do have two locks this week. Um, like I said, I'm sitting at 10-7. and seven. On the year, so I can't drop below 500, or I can't, I'll finish the season above 500 regardless. But uh, I figured it's the last game of the year, or last week of the regular season, so I'll give you a, a bonus pick here. And this was it. Um, this is Roethlisberger's last game of his career, unless Pittsburgh makes the playoffs, which is unlikely at this point. And, um, and, um, yeah, I think uh, I think your boys down there in Baltimore are going to be in trouble. Lamar Jackson is out. Um, they haven't been playing well. They haven't won a game since December fifth. 
you know, their 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 te- their seasons falling apart, and the fact that they have a shot at the playoffs, they'll come out and play tough. They do have the number one rush defense in the NFL, so you, they have that. But I think this is this is going to be about Ben Roethlisberger here. I think Pittsburgh wants to send them out with a, with one more victory. I think he wants to go out on well, not on top, being on top and play winning the Super Bowl, but he wants to go out with a, with a bang and. Uh, and I think uh, Pittsburgh is going to uh, win this game. So regardless of the spread, the, the Steelers are getting three points here. I don't think they even need the points. I think they're going to win the game outright. And uh, and lock number two for me is the Steelers. And the final score is going to be, I'm going to say, 34-23. Well, like I said, this is a critical matchup for both teams. A win doesn't guarantee anything. A, lo- a loss means season's over. And obviously for the Ravens, it is a collapse, which has put Jim Harbaugh's job at risk because the Ravens at one point was the one seed and was at 8-3. and three. That was a month ago. They're now at 8-8, eight and eight, could finish under 500, for the first, under 500 for the first time since 2016, and there could be, well, actually since 2015. But out, but then again, there, there's a lot to put into. Plus, Lamar Jackson is out once again, so Tyler Huntley will get the start. Though he, though we don't question anything like that. He's played. He's been a baller. He's played well. He's played against good teams and great quarterbacks. But obviously, for Pittsburgh, this is critical because, like I said, Big Ben has played here here at um, here at MT and Bank Stadium hundreds of times over his career. Not always the most pleasant, you know, always physical, always tough. And this will be one of them today. Both are still fighting for something, even if they don't, even if a win doesn't doesn't mean anything at the end. But this is a pride game. They should play this as a pride game, not for something that they have something to play for. Like I said, as much as I look at, at Big Ben and the Steelers and everything else, I do think that it's it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a physical battle. It's going to be a rough battle, and I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Unlike you, I don't think I don't think these two teams are going to score a lot of points. They're gonna they're gonna bring the wood defensively, both of them. But who do I think is going to win? You know what? Like I said, I hope this is my last chance because I don't think it's going to matter anyway. I'm hoping that the Ravens get one more shot. One more chance, and Tyler Huntley would be the guy that's going to at least help my my cause and score the late touchdown. You know, I remember a game in 2008 when these two teams were Super Bowl contenders back in the day, and one touchdown determined the game. And I think that's going to be the case. And that was a Santonio's Holmes touchdown by Roethlisberger at the end in 2008, these two teams. And I remember that game made me very, very bad at the end. So today, in reversal from that game, I'm going to say a a late touchdown does the Ravens a help. They take that win in a in a battle in a war. They somehow survive at least the Steelers and stay alive for at least a few more hours. Ravens win. Final score twenty to sixteen. I want to see. We're gonna we're gonna see, but 
Like I said, these two going to go at it. It's going to be a battle. That's why it's my, ga- my other game of the week. So that leaves yeah. us t- one more game to preview. One more game. And this is a critical game. This is the intriguing game, the intriguing matchup, a critical matchup, Sunday night football. Like I said, these two technically could both make it in if the Colts lose. If the Colts lose, that opens the door for both teams to get in if they tie. Only if they tie. But we know that that's not football. This is a robbery. They're not going to play any bullshit. They're going to fight like their lives depend on it. So, But a critical matchup for both of these two teams. The Chargers have been, have been all over the place. Should have been division champs. They blew that. The Raiders, they might be a playoff team. They might have started the season like a playoff team, but then they had all kinds of off-field issues that most teams don't see for decades. So, like I said, critical matchup here for two teams that fought hard, has fought tough, and will fight for the last playoff spot. It's a it's playoff eliminator. Tonight, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, both teams need the win to get in. Um, Justin Herbert, um, he's had a big year this year, and he's also big in prime time. He's played five prime time games in his career. He's thrown fourteen touchdowns, two interceptions, has a one hundred nine quarterback rating, and two three hundred yard games. So you know he comes up big when the when the lights go on. Um, the Raiders, though, you know, you got to give them some, give them credit, man. I mean, they've gone through a lot of off the field adversity this year between Henry Ruggs and John Gruden, the whole deal. They looked dead in the water just a few weeks ago, and they've now rattled off three straight victories, and one more gets them in the playoffs. Another one thing that's um, going to give them a little added jolt today or tonight is Darren Waller is finally back in the lineup. He had a knee injury back in Thanksgiving, so that's going to be a huge uh, huge addition to that offense there. And, um, you know, I've been picking against the Raiders most of the year. I've, I've been saying all year they're not as good as, you know, they started off hot like they did in previous years. I've been, I've been said all year they're going to fall apart. They weren't that good. And for a while, they did fall apart, and they looked death done, like I said. But um, I don't know, man. They've shown a lot of resiliency lately, and the Chargers are just an inconsistent team. I don't know. To me, man, I think uh, I think the Raiders are on a mission here, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna overcome everything that happened this year and get back into the playoffs. So I'm going with the Raiders here, and on a score at 38. To 35. <laughs> like I said, this is going to be interesting because whoever wins this game is in and whoever loses is most likely done. And like I said, you would never think at one point that these two teams would be in in a situation. Well, I kind of knew the Chargers would be good enough. They played well enough throughout the year. But obviously, they had a chance to win the, to win the AFC West and they blew that. Gave it to the Chiefs in a in a in a clutch battle, or a Thursday night a few weeks ago, but obviously for the Raiders it's been a very interest intriguing season. They've had probably the most unbelievable luck of of struggles, 
losing John Gruden because of bad emails from years past. Henry Ruggs in a tragic car accident that sadly killed the woman and her dog in a flame. And they also lost a few other players to issues. So, like I said, it's not been it's not been easy. But you gotta give uh, the head coach, the interim head coach, Rich, whatever his I forgot Percenta, whatever his last name is. You know he's he's done a good job, and he's obviously fighting to be the full time head coach. Obviously, he may not be. He they may look for a rank for for more veteran name or or a young coordinator. But obviously it's going to be interesting to see because he can help his cause if if the Raiders win tonight because they'll be postseason round. But this is the kind of game that you kind of put me in a tricky spot here because one has to go against the other. We can't agree here because this is a win and you're in scenario. So one's going to have to pick the other. And I'm going to pick the Chargers here. You know, normally, if you went with the Chargers, I would have picked the Raiders. I really mean that. If you picked the Chargers, I would have picked the Raiders. And I thought that's where you were going. But you decided to go with the Raiders. So, I'm going to go with, as Arnold Schwarzenegger once said, go Chargers, go. And Justin Herbert comes up big. A late touchdown seals the deal, seals a playoff victory, I mean, a, a postseason berth and a and a regular season win here to end the year. So the Chargers are going to go to the postseason for the first time since 2018. And the final score, 41 to 38. <laughs> yeah, we had to go against... Yeah, man, I say go with who you think you're going to win. If you think the Raiders are going to win, then pick them. Well, know? this is one of those games that could go either way. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the probably the game of the day. I have a feeling. I have a feeling because both teams won it. No, neither team's gonna just back down. So this is gonna be it's gonna be a battle. I mean, both LA teams are in in a in a funnel anyway. But obviously, the Chargers are in a bigger funnel because if they don't win, they're out. So they know. So they know their deal. All right. Now, obviously, like I said, the Eagles have already played, and we don't have to worry about them until next week for the postseason. So. We have one more game to predict, but this is from from a college standpoint. Now, last night the the Chiefs and the and the Broncos played, and their announcers on TV was Chris Fowler and Kurt Herbstreit. They will be calling tomorrow night's national college football national championship, an SEC production once again, the best conference with the best players and. Maybe the best coaches. That's the debatable. Obviously not for Nick Saban's case. But the big matchup here tomorrow night that will obviously have Paul Feinbaum drooling for, for, for everything. Oozing with drool. But a big matchup here. These this is this is a rematch from a couple years ago as well. These two met for the national championship three years ago. Big matchup here. Or actually, was it three or four years ago? It might have been four years ago. But anyway, big matchup here. Georgia, Alabama. Alabama, you know the the, the, the big elephant in the room, the ta- talented dominance. You know what they, they're all about. Georgia's been the best team in college football all year with the best defense, a dominant defense. Like I said, Kirby Smart has struggled against 
has struggled against Saban, but will tomorrow night be the night he finally goes and finally rises above and beats his for his former teacher. Critical matchup, lot to get through. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Well, um, like you said, we know about Alabama. Obviously, they've been they've been the dominant team for basically the last decade. Um, and once again, they're back here in the uh, the championship game. Um, Bryce Young, he's proven to be a big game quarterback. He's he's really come up big, especially in big moments with the game with games on the line. And um, and he, he was huge in the um, the SEC championship game against Georgia, which basically got them back into the playoffs. Otherwise, if they had lost that, they probably would have been out. Um, but yeah, Alabama in that game crushed Georgia, and um, Bryce Young was huge. Now Georgia, though, I don't think that they were really all that focused. I don't think they they already knew they were in the playoffs. Um, they, that wasn't like a big game for them like it was for Alabama. So it's a, this is a much different scenario for Georgia. Um, all year, and really for years now, Georgia has been uh, putting together great defenses, and this year is no exception. Their defense is, is, is just absolutely dominant. And um, when we start talking about the off-season preview and the draft, there's going to be a lot of players coming from that Georgia defense in the draft that are going to be on the Eagles' radar because the Eagles need help on the defense on, in all fields of the defense. But um, um, So, yeah, Georgia's got a lot of players, a lot of players to keep an eye on that you want to see. One guy is um, Nicobe Dean, linebacker. He's, he's, he's a big name. Um, I like uh, this one kid on the defensive line, Trayvon Walker. Um, he, he, this guy could be a to me. This guy could be like a, um, um, one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. Um, defensive lineman. He can really play anywhere. He reminds you know. So he's awesome. And I don't know, man. I just think that Georgia defense is going to be um, is going to be back to form. It isn't going to be the same as that conference champion, that SEC championship game. I think that defense is going to be playing at a high level. They're going to be all over Bryce Young, and um, and the offense will score some points, and it'll be enough. It'll be a tight one, like you said. These two teams met in 2017, and Alabama won in overtime. This could be another overtime game here, but. In the end, I think Georgia's going to get the victory here, and it's going to be done with defense. So I'm going with Georgia, gets the national championship, and they're going to win with a final score of, I'm going to say, 23-19. to 19. <sighs> Man, like I said, these two teams, like I said, these two teams know each other so well because obviously Kirby Smart played, coached under Nick Saban. He was his core defensive coordinator for, for many years before he took the Georgia job. And like I said, I mean, this is going to be interesting because, like I said, these two teams met in the SEC championship game a month ago, over a, 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 a month ago. And obviously it didn't go well. And Bryce Young absolutely load, leveled them up, loaded them up. Obviously... A lot of them accused them of sand accused George of sandbagging. Well, obviously they weren't sandbagging against Michigan in the in the playoff game. They dominated them right away. 
So obviously, looking at tomorrow night, this is a critical deal. Can they actually show up and make a move? Can they actually be that defense that they've been all year? Or does Saban, once again, he ends up being his bitch again? I don't know. Uh, Like I said, I think, you know, one, I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think that Georgia's going to have to score points, and they're not an offense that scores a lot of points. They They let their defense do their talking. But... Alabama obviously proved them wrong in that in that conference style game where you had they had they had to beat them offensively and they couldn't. So Bryce Young is the best quarterback in college. He won the Heisman Trophy this year, but he's not he's a sophomore because he's not eligible to go in the draft this year. So obviously he goes in there. Can Stetson Bennett, I think his name is, can he actually outplay? Bryce Young, I say probably not. And like I said, we already know Alabama. He they 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 send everybody to the NFL. They send their grandmother to the NFL for God's sakes. And you're absolutely right about Georgia. They're going to be there's going to be a lot of guys that will go off the board. Like I said, this is a defensive heavy draft, so Georgia could see as many as six players off the board in the first 32 picks, and or or more. So like I said. But at the end of the day, I, I you know, Kirby Smart is, is a great coach. He's going to have his day. He's going to win a national championship eventually, but not tomorrow night. I just think that when it comes to Nick Saban, he has to coach a perfect game. And when you play against Nick Saban teams, you have to be perfect. Not many teams can do that. I mean, Texas AMM did it, but that was a throwaway. This is not, this is... For the, for the whole kit Kabuto. And I just don't like the Georgia's chances. I think they'll show up. And I think this will be a battle. A war. But I'm going with Roll Tide. Once again. The 7th National Championship for Nick Saban. Or 8th. Or how many. I don't even know how many. But you know he'll be putting more rings on his finger. Just like Tom Brady does. So once again. Roll Tide. Another chance championship another national championship for Alabama and the final score 43 to 32 hmm. yep okay that's how I look at it that's how I, that's how I look at it okay. okay well we'll see man we'll see we got uh we 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 got we picked different teams for tonight's game and then different teams for tomorrow's night tomorrow night's game. We'll see uh, if one of us gets both of them right. Yep, we'll see what happens. But that's all. Like I said, that's all we have. This is our final week, week eighteen. Obviously, we'll we'll tell you about the what's going on, who made the playoffs, all that on the look back Wednesday. And obviously, we have a, a, an early preview. Obviously, we can't predict the games on Wednesday, but we can look into the matchups, the six matchups that will make a super wild card weekend coming up this coming weekend. But hopefully, you all enjoyed this episode and your team does well, your team makes the playoffs or whatever. So, that's all we have for this episode. And we will talk to y'all Wednesday. Yeah, bro.